The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. A third day of gains on Wall Street. Markets are showing further signs of stabilizing after wide swings in the wake of Britain's decision to leave the European Union. Consumer staple shares are leading the way as Hershey rallies. Hershey's been up as much as 21% after a report that Mondelez International made a takeover bid for the chocolate maker. Trading in its shares has been halted pending an announcement. The S&P Utilities Index is traded at a record high today. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. Industrial average is up 216 points, 1.2 percent, at 17,910. S&P 500 up 25 points, 1.2 percent, at 2,095. The Nasdaq is up 49 points, a gain of 1 percent. It's trading at 48.28. West Texas Intermediate crude oil down 68 cents a barrel, 1.3 percent, to 49.23. Spot gold down five dollars an ounce at 13.2190, and the 10-year Treasury is up 10.30 seconds with a yield of 1.48 percent. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Political uncertainty, a recession perhaps baked in the cake now. That's all that's going on in the U.K. and more since the vote last week to leave the European Union. Joining us now to look at what's next for that economy, what it means for the British pound, is Carl Weinberg, Chief Economist, Managing Director at High Frequency Economics. So, Carl, first of all, let's uh, get right into Mark Carney's uh, speech today. He suggested very clearly that the Bank of England is ready to cut its key rate this summer. Uh, some are already saying there'll be two rate cuts, one, of, one in July, one in August. And uh, he also said, well, let's start with the rate part. In my view, and I'm not prejudging the views of other independent members of the MPC, the economic outlook has deteriorated and some monetary policy easing will likely re- be required over the summer. Carl, what do you what do you what do you make of this? Was this a surprise? Well, um, yes and no. I mean, first of all, any time Mark Carney talks about cutting rates, it's a surprise because if you look at his career, both in Canada and the UK, it's always been you know rates have been too low for too long; they have to go higher. And of course, with that comes the caveat that he's never actually hiked rates on those threats. So that when he talks about easing, you have to take a deep breath and you know wonder how much of this is uh, you know conditioning us for expectations rather than actually prepared to do something. I think in terms of the mechanics, the way it works, he laid out in his speech pretty clearly a plan, which is they're going to talk about it in July, but they're going to come up with new forecasts and new options for August. So I think that maybe they may disappoint markets in July, but probably will ease in August. One 
thing to keep in mind about all of this is that in order to justify a cut in interest rates, they have to have some forecast that tells them that the inflation target is going to be violated. And to make that forecast, they need some idea about a policy setting. And policy, as we all know, is extremely up in the air right now without even a prime minister to make it, let alone a parliament to approve it. So I think that waiting till August will give them a chance to come up with some plausible scenarios and some crude expectations for policies so they can justify a change in rates. I think it's going to be August. Carl, explain to us why this uh, this certainty or, a, you know, some amount of data suggesting that the inflation target will be violated, presumably then to the downside, is necessary because, again, in the latest Bloomberg survey done by our Bloomberg intelligence team in London, 71% of the economists surveyed see a recession over the next couple of years. They're evenly divided between this year and next. Only 29% are saying no recession at all. If there's a recession on the horizon, isn't that enough justification for a rate cut? Well, the Bank of England, like the Fed, has a mandate, and its mandates are to support the unemployment objectives of the government, and primary uh, uh, mandate is to hit the inflation target, which is 2% year-over-year increase in CPI. So uh, most importantly, he has to be focused on the inflation number. And by saying he's going to ease, he's saying he has a premonition that we're going to see the inflation rate actually drop uh, substantially further than it has already. A headline CPI is around zero, core CPI is around one and a fraction percent in the UK. So there'd have to be a substantial slow down a substantial increase in slack. Now, that's all good as a back-of-an-envelope calculation, but to be the basis for justifying an easing of monetary conditions, he's going to have to show that in a forecast in the bank's inflation report. This is a very well-established process. All right? They don't work on the basis of back-of-the-envelope and, I think, kinds of statements. They act on the basis of model-based forecasts and other kinds of formal forecasting techniques. So they're going to have to run this through their model and make their models show them that there's going to be an inflation undershoot, or at least a good likelihood thereof, and they need more input from the policy side to be able to do that. What does this mean for the pound sterling uh, down against the dollar after Mark Carney suggested that rate cuts are a very strong possibility anyway? And of course, this pound sterling's tumbled more than 11%. Uh, since polls closed on June 23rd. Yeah, well, what he's done is he's indicated what we used to call in Fed days, and I know you remember this, Kathleen, a bias toward easing. You know, this is a statement of his personal bias, at least, toward easing. And the market has taken that as a promise of lower rates to come, and they are doing what they've been told to do, which is discounting that bias as being a premonition of what's going to happen. I'm not saying that he can't do this. I suspect he probably will, but he's just not going to be able to do it between now and the MPC meeting in July. Um, as far as um, uh, the markets, though, the market's always right, and the market believes that there's a rate hike coming soon, and whether soon is July or August, it uh, changes the spread. It lowers the attractiveness of U.K. assets even more to foreign investors, and that's going to mean a cheaper pound. You know, markets also deferred this morning on selling off after the current account numbers came out. But the current account numbers have been just appalling, and we've been warning readers of high-frequency economics for a long time that a sterling crisis is a potential outcome of running a current account deficit as big as 7% of GDP. And the numbers we saw this morning were that order of magnitude and not getting any better. So I think there are a lot of reasons for sterling to cheapen, and that uh, Carney's statement today probably catalyzed some of that thinking, maybe a little bit firmer on the side of sell. 
All right. Carl Weinberg, thank you so very much for so eloquently summing up the uh, the forces that are facing Mark Carney. He's head of the Bank of England as he looks at a, the possibility his own bank forecast a deep recession if this Brexit vote goes through. So Carl pointing out, though, that he's a couple of hurdles to cross. And one of them, of course, is inflation, where that is looking when the Bank of England gets to July. I'm Kathleen Hayes. This is Taking Stock, my co-host Pim Fox on vacation this week. And this is Bloomberg. A week from tomorrow, the United States Labor Department will be releasing its jobs report. In the meantime, we're going to look at some of the big indicators of the labor market as the Fed considers its next rate move. Coming up, this is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.